Isn't that fun? They keep me on their toes because they're all so smart. <laughs> um, well, like I said earlier, my name's Bree, and this, this is why I love college ministry. I love it because there's such high transformation that happens in these four years when people give their lives to Jesus. And it was so fun getting a window into the training school last week. That's our nine-month discipleship school where, where, where students say, I want more of Jesus. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to learn what it looks like to live an obedient life. They meet in this basement in Oak Square, right? They're, they're giving everything to Jesus. And I was thinking about last week at church and, and this week with our seniors. And I started thinking, man, this is who we are as a people. We are a people, we are a church who responds to God, right? It's, it's not just for the training school. It's not just for college students who have more time than they'll ever have, even though you think you're busy, right? It's, it's for all of us. It is for all of us because we have access to Jesus because of what he did for us. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about what does it look like to be a responsive people to God. And and as I was preparing, I was thinking, we already do this. This is who we are. But but as I was as I was preparing, I, I was I was thinking again, man, this is what marks us. This is why I love being a part of this church and our larger network because um, a, a lot of you have been around for a while, and while you may have been encouraged by the videos that you saw, you probably weren't that surprised, right? It, it's not a surprise that God has set people free in our midst. It's not a surprise that he's brought healing. It's not a surprise that community and affirmation and encouragement has brought new life to, to these students because a lot, a lot of those stories are our stories. And so if this is your first week or you're just getting involved, this is the type of church that we are. We are a type of church who loves Jesus and believes that when we give ourselves to him in the context of his church, He's going to do amazing things. And and it's not just for us, but it's for the world. It's for the brokenness we see around us, to be a part of the solution to these complex issues and problems and people being far away from God. So that's what I want to talk about today, being a responsive people. And and, um, I I want to share a little bit of of my story when, when I wasn't feeling the transformation. Right, I wasn't feeling the glory story that these seniors were talking about. It was this time last year, I had hit a really low point. I was really tired. I was really exhausted. There were a lot of situations that had kind of piled on and really had frustrated me and created a lot of pain. And I didn't like how I was acting. I was really short with people around me. And, um, and, and it, it was this moment where I knew I needed more of Jesus, and I was spending time with God every day, and I was praying, and I was going to faith group, but it was like the, the more I went on, I was like maintaining my normal life with God, but more and more kept piling up over here, right? You know what I mean? When, when there's these deeper things that are happening in our life, and I was like, I just don't have time for this. I don't have the energy to go into these places. I can't do the deep dive right now because I don't have time. And, and I don't, I, I know that if I go there, I'll break and I have to be like a functioning person, right? I have to lead this mission trip of college students. I, I, have, to, I have to be responsible and get things done. And, and while there's truth to that, that's not how God wants us to live, right? He will always make space for us. And, and so um, because of the rhythms of college ministry and, and my job, um, I, I felt like the Lord started prompting me, hey, 
why, why don't you get away for a few weeks during the summer? Why don't you go somewhere? Why don't you, I really want you to process what's been happening internally. And so um, I, I asked my leaders, and they said, yes, go in, like, where everyone goes on vacation. I decided to go to a Muslim country in North Africa, right? And I was like, maybe, maybe I'll meet God there, right? Jesus is light in the darkest places. I'll see him. Um, and so... So I, I, I went to North Africa, and, and, um, and I, I was expecting, I told Sandra this, I was expecting to get off the plane and just cry for like three weeks. And, um, and, and I got there, and I was spending time with God, and I, I went on this per- personal retreat that I had like built up to like, this, this is going to be it. And my, within like 15 minutes of my personal retreat, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> like, I just, I wasn't getting there on my own. And so a couple weeks had passed, and I was having a good time with God, and I was like memorizing scripture and doing all these things, but I hadn't cried yet. Like, I, I just hadn't hit, I hadn't hit the bedrock. I didn't know how to get into this pile. And so, um, and, and, and I want to say, as I was preparing, and, and I, was, as I was thinking about um, us as a church, and I had the privilege to, to go somewhere because of my schedule. I think that there's some people in here who might have one of those piles, and, and God wants to make space for you to address those things. You know, whether you're a working professional, whether you're a parent, God can do in a moment what would normally take years. So I want to encourage us, if, if that resonates with you, find some time to pull away with the Lord. And and so, so during this trip, we got this random email that all the missionaries from this one country were going to this one city to meet for a prayer meeting. And so we're like, I guess we'll go. We're not missionaries, but why not? And so we hopped on a train. We went four hours south. We ended up in, like, the suburbs of North Africa. This, like, South American or um, South African couple was, was there. There were, like, 30 missionaries from 10 different countries there was a guinea pig. There were egg rolls. It was really weird. Like, it is not what I was expecting for a prayer meeting. And so we got there, and the first night we were praying, and it was, it was pretty normal. And I was on my knees, and I was worshiping. And as I was worshiping, I felt like the Lord um, spoke to me. And, and God speaks to us in so many different ways. He speaks to us through people and through his word, but the Holy Spirit also speaks to us today. And, and I felt like he, he whispered to me, and I felt like he said, would you lay down right now? Right, there's so much precedent in the Bible for people as they're worshiping to lay before the throne of God. And I felt like God asked me, will you lay down? And immediately there was this resistance to laying down. Did I really have to do that? It felt like too much. God, I'm already tired. (laughs) I'm already exhausted. Do I really have to lay down on this floor? And it wasn't a huge ass. Like, I had just been illegally sharing the gospel with Muslims, right? Laying down didn't seem like that big of a deal. But there was something inside of me that resisted that said, I don't know if I can lay down. And I started rationalizing it and doing Christian things and saying, I can meet with God anywhere. There's nothing that I have to do. Everything was given on the cross because of Jesus, right? Which, which is true. <laughs> but... There was an invitation from God for me to respond to him. And what was I going to do? I had flown across the ocean because I wanted more of Jesus. I was desperate for him. And the time was, it, it was here. God was speaking to me, will you lay down? And I think we all have that question in a different way sometimes. 
right? We all have these moments when we're desiring more of God, but we want to know what's it really going to take? What is it really going to take to have more of Jesus? Do I really have to draw physical boundaries in that relationship? Do I really have to stay emotionally engaged with my spouse when I feel misunderstood? Do I really have to look that homeless person in the eye and learn about who they are and fear that they're just going to take things from me? Do I really have to include everything in this business proposal or can I just leave some things out? What is it going to take for us to meet with God? How, uh, and, and so what does it mean to be responsive? And so in that moment, I said, Jesus, I want you. And I got down on my face and I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me again. And I felt like he said, this year, I'm asking you to lie down. You're going to want to stand up, but I'm asking you to lie down. And I lost it, <laughs> right? And in this moment where I already felt desperate and broken, lying down was the last thing that I wanted to do, right? I would get stepped on. I was getting dirty. Like, there, there were all these things that said being on the ground is the last place that I want to be, right? I want to stand up. I want to do something. I want to run really fast. You can't really get anywhere on your face, right? Or it takes a long time. I'm going to scoot around, <laughs> Right? And, and, but, but it, there, there was this, there was this truth that I knew this is what God has for me. And the next day I was spending time with the Lord and whenever the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he speaks to us out of his word. And God translated this experience to me and I want to read it out of John 12 and verse, verse, starting in verse 20. And that's what our women's retreat verse was on. And I didn't know that when I picked this passage Actually, when I heard the women's retreat was on this passage, I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, Nikki, she's a real Jewish woman, is going to be talking about real Jewish things. Like, I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to go after her. <laughs> but as I was praying and spending time with the Lord, when God speaks to us as individuals, it, he also speaks to us as a community. And I felt like that this is a word to us as a church. It was a word to us as women this weekend. And, and this is something that I feel like God wants to do in our midst. And so read with me the word of God, um, John 12, starting in verse 20. It says, Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and they asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus, and Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Right? And, and, and there was my answer. What's it going to take? Do I really have to lay down? Jesus spoke to me and said, this is what it's going to take. It's going to take death. It's going to take being buried. And, and, and before we, we, we get into that, I, I, I kind of want to talk about what's, what's happening here. Because as, as I read this the second time, what I was struck with was the first part of this passage about the Greeks. Right, these Greeks, to give you some context, this is during Passover, the, the celebration. Jesus had just, it's right after the triumphal entry, Jesus had just ridden in on a donkey and proclaimed publicly that he was king. And, and these Greeks, who were most likely God-fearers, were there, right? And, and so what do, we know about, what do we know about Greeks? We know that they weren't Jews. We know that they weren't the ones who had the in with God. 
we know that in the temple that they were allowed in the courts of the Gentiles. And actually on the walls, before you got to the inner courts where the Jews were allowed to go, there were notices and signs saying that they were not permitted to enter. There was a constant reminder for these Greek men that they didn't have full access to God, no matter how much they wanted it. And, 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 and I don't know what drove these men to come see Jesus, but I, I like to think that it's hunger. I would like to think in the midst of this religious ceremony, these festivities, all these things that are going on that are good, that they had heard about a chapter before when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. That they had heard about this woman who in the beginning of chapter 12, who, who, who wiped Jesus' hair and worshipped him um, with, with perfume and anointed him for his burial. I would like to think that, that they had heard that this man rode through the streets and people were saying, could this be the Messiah? I think that hunger drove these men to go see Jesus. And so as we're talking about being, a resp- being responsive and being a people who respond to God, this is the first point. In order to be responsive to God, we have to be willing to put ourselves in front of Jesus. Right? That is it. We have to be willing to go to Jesus. And, and, um, and so how did, what, what happens next, right? What happens when Jesus hears from his disciples, from his friends, that Greeks want to come see him? Right? Jesus, Jesus knows. Jesus knows that these are the people that he's come to die for. Right? And so I, th- I, 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 I was picturing this, and I was wondering, why wow, was Jesus sitting there? And when his friends came and said, the Greeks want to see you, his response is odd. It wasn't great, tell them to come. It wasn't not now. It wasn't teaching his disciples a new method of evangelism for this new people group. Right? It, his, Jesus' response was speaking the will of his Father for himself and for his disciples. And, 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 and I think, I, I wonder, Jesus had just ridden on the triumphal entry and all these things had happened and people were starting to declare who he was. And I wonder if he was starting to get glimpses of heaven. If he, as, as he rode and people were worshiping, if he was remembering, wow, this is what it was like when I'm with my father. And I wonder if he was longing for eternity in that moment right? And, and he was processing these things that had just happened right before. And then all of a sudden, the people who he's come to have relationship with, the very people in that moment who, who couldn't have eternal life yet, came and said, we want to see Jesus. Right? Jesus is, um, we don't know what happened, but Jesus' perceived no in that moment was, was a yes for eternity. His heart was so for the people around him who wanted to know him that, that it drove him to the cross and to death. And, and we know this, right? This is the core of what we believe. This is the gospel. This is why we come to church on Sunday. This is why we come to faith group, because we serve Jesus, who in all humility in that moment, who, who, could, have, who could have taken on pride and who could have said, so many things and responded in so many ways, said, I want them to know me. And so in order to do that, I'm going to the cross. And so, um, and, 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 it, and, I, and it seems like these men affected Jesus. 
right, his response showed that because of what the Greeks asked for, his response, it triggered him to say, I'm going to the cross and I'm sacrificing myself. And, and, and this verse about the seed, it, 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 it is about Jesus dying, but it's also to us, right? He says, truly, truly, I say to you, and, 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 and this is for us as a church. And, um, and as I, I was thinking about a seed, and as I was thinking about what does it mean for a seed really to die, I started thinking that all, all a seed has in order to grow, all the potential is inside of it, right? And so I started thinking about death and the death of a seed, and I started thinking, wow, in order for a seed to die, it means it actually has to receive. It has to receive water. It has to receive sunlight. It has to receive nutrients from the soil. It has to receive things, and through receiving, the the seed that was alone dies and bears fruit. And, and, And I was like, wow, that is what I was feeling when that last summer, I was feeling alone because I had allowed self-protection and, um, and, and an inability to let people affect me, stop me from receiving. And I think that's a lot, that's, that's Boston, right? That is, that is a sin of our city. We are Boston proud. And, and I love the Red Sox, and I love the Patriots, and I love, I love the energy that goes to believing that we are strong. But, but when we have an inability to receive from other people and from the Word of God, we remain alone. And, and so, and, and we need to be willing and vulnerable to let things affect us. And, and I love that the senior video over and over and over again, what made them change? What brought this transformation? It was them learning to believe the word of God. It was them receiving words from other people and saying, yeah, like Nicole, I, I want to live on campus with my friend, with my friends, but if there is even an option to have more of Jesus through what you're saying, through doing something that's uncomfortable, through doing something that I don't understand, I want it. There's a desire to receive. And, and, and that, that's not just for training school. That's not just for college ministry, but that is for all of us. God has things for us to receive from him, this death, this sacrifice, this surrender. It's, it's, it's not something so that we can beat ourselves into submission. This isn't behavior modification, but this is believing who God says we are and, and allowing, allowing the world, allowing the Greeks to trigger a response to us and say, for their sake, I, I will do this. For more of Jesus, I will do this. And so what does it mean to respond? It means to go to Jesus and it means to be willing to let other things affect you. And so, um, so, so, so what does this mean for us, right? As, as a church, as a people, we, we love Jesus. But, but there, there are these times where, like I said earlier, I had gotten so comfortable on my knees, I wasn't willing to get on my face. And, and, and there was nothing pushing me to get on my face and, and this, is, this is, can, can feel harsh because 
There's some of us in this room who are, are in pain and who are going through things, and, and you're saying, Bree, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can really give anything else. I already feel dead. I already feel like I've given it all, and I don't know if I can do any more. And what I want to say to you is come to Jesus, right? Come to Jesus. His, his, his heart and his desire for us is relationship with him. And that's the promise that we have um, at the end of this passage. It says, um, If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Right? That, that, is, that is the picture of where we're heading is that we will be with Jesus, where my servant, I will be with my servant also. And the Father will honor him. And so as, as the band comes up, um, I, I want to say, I, I know this is, this is simple. <laughs> so I was preparing, I was like, I'm sharing the gospel with the church. <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and, and I'm okay with that because I want to remind us of who we already know we are. We are a people who responds to God. And we respond to God by going to Jesus. And we respond to God by letting things affect us. By letting the word of God affect us. By listening to the voice of God. And by people and community. And so, um, this morning, um, I want to ask you guys to stand. And as different ones, if if you want to pray, you can come to the front our prayer team, and I, I, I want us to, to, to close our eyes and to think about Jesus. And whether you're coming here and you're unsure of who Jesus, who he even really is, I want to say he's the man in this passage who, who didn't see himself, who, who chose humility so that he could have relationship with you. And if you have never had an opportunity to have a relationship with God, you can do that today by simply coming to Jesus. And, and for the rest of us, um, so, some of us I know in here have this hunger and this desire for more of God. Right? I, was with, I was with Wednesday night faith group and they went till 10 o'clock because they were encouraging each other and just telling testimonies about the power of God in this group and how one another were affecting each other. And it was this beautiful time of, wow, our church knows Jesus, but there's more he has for us. And so this morning, if you're saying, I'm like the Greek, I want to say, sir, we want to see Jesus. Come to the front. Have someone pray for you. Respond to the Lord however it looks like. And then also, for, for, for some of us, when I was talking about the sin of self-protection, of not allowing things to come in and affect us and allow, allow the Word of God to transform us, with love, if that's you, come get prayer. And it's not so you can change. It's so that you can know Jesus you can begin to dialogue with him on what your life can be like with him.
And so as I pray, just feel free to, to come to the front. And we come to the front not for a show, not because it's what we're supposed to do at our church, but because when we physically move, when we make a move towards God and towards Jesus, when our body responds to what God is doing in our heart and our spirit, something changes. And it's risky and it can be scary, but God will honor anything that you give him. So pray with me. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we want to see you. We want to be men and women who respond to you. And so God, in the in this time, in, in the next few minutes, um, God, that, that we've carved out, would we would we come to know who you are? Would you come and meet us?